You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back on a holiday week. Memorial Day on the horizon. Summer is almost here. OTAs are in swing. Why, you could almost throw a football and hit minicamp. That's right. It's six rings and football things. Everyone seems to have basketball on the mind these days with the underwhelming, underperforming, heartbreaking Celtics getting it handed to them in the Eastern Conference Finals. But what we are here to hand you on six rings and football things is another action-packed episode chock full of Patriots news, opinions, analysis, predictions, nuggets, and so much more. It's Fitzy, it's Hart, it's you here on Six Rings. Thanks for listening once again. Please, as always, rate, review, subscribe, and share. We hope you appreciated our little special episode last week with our exclusive interviews with Dante Scarnecchia, Ivan Fears, and Ernie Adams. What a treat that was. Now we got the home team back in swing on today's episode. A little peek inside OTAs, what to look for. Andy's players of intrigue. As the Patriots get closer and closer and closer to real football practices before camp officially opens on the 2023 season. And then quite possibly the most jam-packed, stuffed and overloaded Pats Puri of all time. So many little tidbits, so much to opinionate on, so little time. So let's get going. Andy OTAs are underway. And the average fan says, all right. Again, OTAs, organized team activities. I'm not sure exactly what that means when it relates to mini camp. Is it mandatory? Is it not? It's not actual training camp. Uh, what's it all about? What are they doing down there? And what should we be looking for? So it's voluntary. All right. Voluntary. Quotes voluntary. around that. I wouldn't yeah. miss it if I were anybody on this team. Maybe Matthew Judon. Like, there's maybe a couple that could get away with it. The rest of you is get your asses out there and start learning and competing. Um, it is non-contact, non-padded. In the old days, it was often referred to as passing camps because that is mm. sort of the primary action on the practice field. You know, you don't have pads, so you're not working on your interior run game all that much. But linemen are out there. Um, but it's the first sort of step in the football process where everybody's on the field, the coaches, the players. Certainly you can get some competition with receivers and cornerbacks in coverage, seven-on-seven seven type work, those things. Um, and, you know, looking back on it, thanks to the Boston Herald and the dysfunction stuff, this was already where things started to be questioned last year with the map. That's right. Offense. So the opposite of that is true this year. With Bill O'Brien in charge, I think, and hopefully you will you will see the early foundations of faith in the offense, faith in the scheme, and like comfort, and the word we've used, competency, like the, the C word, one of the many C words we love on this podcast, mm -hmm. competency should start to take hold in May and June that leads into 
mini camp, which is mandatory, which then leads into the break before training camp, which is obviously mandatory. Now, there are a bunch of OTA sessions. The media will be on hand for, I believe it's three of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Starting later this week, the 25th of May is the first media session. But I like it. It's where you start to say, huh, that cornerback that I don't know anything about is scrappy or huh, Trey Nixon looks pretty good. Could he be an option? Answer, no, he was not an option last year after good OTAs. But But how about all the buzz on him last year? You have to be careful. All of this comes with a cautionary tale, a grain of salt, and... But it's fun. It's football. It's on the field. It's starting the process. I'm all for it. I love it. You mentioned people being focused on basketball right now. Celtics are gagging away their season. Bruins already gagged away their season. The one thing I will say about the Patriots is they're sort of in Red Sox land where expectations are cautious, and we'll get into some of that later. Maybe they are going beyond cautious in some outlets in some areas, but I think for the most part, fans look at this as a plus or minus 500 football team. So they don't have championship expectations like the Celtics have had since last summer. They don't have championship expectations like the Bruins had when they rewrote the record books in terms of regular season winning. So that's the one thing is you're not, you're going in with limited expectations. So generally when that happens, you go to a movie, "Eh, we'll see. I haven't heard much about this movie. Yeah, we'll see. You come out and go, Oh, that was pretty entertaining for an hour. Pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed the process. Or you go to a restaurant where you're like, hi, I like seafood. I haven't heard much about this place. So you don't go in thinking you're getting the best meal ever. You usually come out and say, "Mm, that was pretty good. Right. So, I think those are the Patriots. This is a movie you don't have expectations about, a restaurant you haven't heard too much buzz about, and you may be pleasantly surprised. Even though, and it's hard not to judge this particular movie or restaurant on past reviews, acclaim, and awards, because the Patriots, New for chef. the longest time, are going to continue. And, and of course, the, yeah, they lost the head chef. He was amazing. Actually, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, they lost the head chef. Um, same ownership. Uh, the manager is still there as well. But that same headshot, he believes it's mostly just the pro, you know, the pro, like manager's getting old too. I'm not sure he he knows it's not 1972 in the restaurant business anymore. Yeah, he still has a smoking section, which is crazy. I mean, somebody may want to update him on that. Um, You know, you may want to have some of the servers wear gloves. We actually call them servers now, not waiters and waitresses. That's okay. That's fine. You know, it's 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 a gradual turning of the ship and updating of company policies. Uh, That's I I feel like. The Patriots are going to continue to be judged against an unfair standard for a long time, at least as long as Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, maybe just even the entire Kraft family, are present. And it is under their stewardship, if you will, because they were so damn successful for two decades. They still play in the same stadium where they won all those Super Bowls. Everything looks pretty much the same. They have a variation of the same uniform. Like, how can we not think that People are going to say like, yeah, but you're the Patriots. You're supposed to be winning championships. You're supposed to be making it back to the playoffs. I'm with you. You guys give me an entertaining season, win more games than you lose. I'll be thrilled. We've been to umpteen duck boat parades and I have got, we have closets full of merch that we'll never wear again. Like that part that I'm sated, like I am satisfied in terms of just like championships output and greatness, but I still love football. I still love this team. I'd actually like to see them perform well. And so far, it seems as though there's a reasonable level of, I'm going to call it managed hype. You know, it got a little off the rails when everyone watched all of five seconds of Christian Gonzalez uh, running and, you know, picking off a pass against nobody 
with his big quads exposed in a uniform with no logo, no name, no number. I was like, oh my God, look at the fluidity of this guy. Look at those hips opening up. Like, please, Johnny Superfan, you know, Mikey from Danvers, stop it. Like any, like they're all cornerback evalu talent evaluators, cornerbacks and secondary coaches. Like, okay, he looks good in his pads. Great. No, 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 excuse me, excuse me. No pads, no pads. No pads. Sorry, he looks, good in a he looks good in a helmet t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. No pa pads, I give him a Shorts. little bit more credit. And the funny thing I found about that, it's funny uh. you bring that up because it annoyed me. And it was like, if you're going to comment on a video put out from Rookie Minicamp, I generally think you're kind of a, um, a high-end fan. Like you're really mm -hmm. interested year-round. I would have thought you paid attention to the draft process. Because everybody told you when he played for Oregon in actual pads and uniform that mm -hmm. he was a high-end elite corner, top mm -hmm. five prospect, all of mm -hmm. that. So I think you should have been excited. Like, we were excited on draft night when the yeah. Patriots landed Christian Gonzalez. Best player at the position for their biggest need. Yeah! I'm not going to get excited at rookie minicamp when there's nobody else on the field and he's got shorts on. Like, I, I just did not. It was almost like... You know that show, store, is it Storage Wars, where people bid mm -hmm. on the, like, abandoned storage units? Yes, and then they yeah. open it up, and they have no idea what's right. possibly in there. That's what this felt like, is, like, they opened it up, and they're like, son of a bitch, he's a starting corner. I had no idea what we drafted on draft night. But What now did I you like, think you were getting, right, people? That's what you drafted. But he's also in a helmet and a T-shirt and shorts. That's right. it, and they're just throwing him a ball. Okay, yeah, he moves smoothly. Yes, he's quick to react. Awesome. Let's see him in pads. Let's see when, you know, he gets to camp and Taekwon Thornton burns him or Kendrick Bourne cooks him on a route and leaves his leaves him falling out of his jock, his shoes, his shorts, et cetera. Like these things are going to happen. There's going to be a learning curve. There are going to be bumps along the way. I actually hope there are just because like, if what's he going to learn from unless he has a couple of stumbles along the way. Anyway, it was interesting so to see all that. He's number two. On my list of the five oh. most intriguing Patriots. Well, why don't we work our way back? Let's start with Andy's piece at WEI.com last week. Five uh, most and one of Andy's favorite adjectives and descriptives. Intriguing. Mm. He finds these players intriguing. So, uh, his five most intriguing Patriots heading into OTAs. Let's work it from five to one because that's how most of these things operate, Andy. Number five. So in uh, honor of Mike Mayock, I cheated. Number five is two names. So there's actually six players on my f top five intriguing Patriots heading into OTAs. It's what everybody That's, does these days. It's fine. So everyone does it. It's fine. So it's the year two jumpers. It's Tyquan Thornton and Jack mm -hmm. Jones, who probably will mm -hmm. run into each other on the OTA practice fields in competitive reps. So right. I think those two guys are really intriguing. Um, you know, from a Tyquan Thornton perspective, I think he's being underlooked a little bit. I don't think he's being given enough of a pass for the absolute crap show dysfunctional offense he landed in as a rookie plus missed mm. time to an injury. So he runs fast. That's why they drafted him that like no one hid that right. Matt grow. That's why we drafted him. I, I was really excited about him last August. I fell out of the excitement mode very quickly when he returned mm -hmm. to the field after the injury, when quite frankly, I thought he was terrible. I thought he short armed balls. He dropped balls had just did not look like a competitive receiver. Maybe it was the injury. Maybe it was the offense. I don't care. It's year two. Clean slate, as Bill O'Brien said. So I'm intrigued by Tyquan Thornton. Clean slate season is here. And yes, not a single receiver was able to improve upon their statistics 
in 22 coming off of 2021. No one gives him the benefit of the doubt for that. It's like Mac Jones, most people give the benefit of the doubt, the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Well, how about the rookie wide receiver? Other side of the ball, Jack Jones, who had a weird rookie season, is picking off Aaron Rodgers and talking smack to Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field. He flashed. Then is suspended late in the year in some weird thing. Um, clearly, there's maturity issues. This is the guy that came in with some off-field maturity, red flag-type things. Um, Funny thing happens when you are involved in the possible heist uh, at a uh, takeout Chinese food American place. Yeah, these things happen. Whose car are we taking? Um, <laughs> so I, I just... I, I th- and Jack Jones as the number two, potentially, because of another guy we'll get to on this list a bit later, who we may have just talked about. But mm-hmm. Jack Jones sliding into the potential number two cornerback role um, would be great. I just want to see what he is on the field. And I also want to see how he just tries to become a professional. I think that's going to be a challenge for him. Maturity, professionalism, hard work every day, doing the right thing at all times. And that starts in OTAs. They need him. He's going to have a chance to win a starting job because it looks like Jonathan Jones could be going back and forth between the outside and the inside. Christian Gonzalez likely will not just be gifted a starting job. That shall have to be earned. And one note, Andy, as well. Strange was gifted a job. Yeah, that, that's because they uh, traded somebody away that didn't need to be traded Just away. Hanging. They were still playing at an extremely high level and here. created the, the need. Patriots. In the old uh, days, you earned jobs. See? The new Patriots, they're uh, gifted. Uh, one, thing I, one thing of intrigue I'm going to be looking upon, and maybe we can make a, a podcast episode about this later on as well. Uh, a, a note of intrigue for me. Uh, I'm going to have an eye on all the players this season that are in contract years because we have a number of Patriots that are going to be asked to make massive contributions on both sides of the ball that are in contract years from Kendrick Bourne to Trent Brown, Kyle Duggar, Josh Uche and beyond. There's a lot of guys that are going to be looking to get paid. Maybe the Patriots will benefit from the fact that they're all going to be looking to get paid and are going to generate the kind of outcome that will get them paid. We shall see. Moving on with your list number four. Number four is just one name. Everybody will be happy to know I didn't double up on actual. Madonna. No, similar though. Mike Kosicki, the tight end Uh, from Miami Dolphins. (laughs) I don't know how they're similar, but. um... Blondish hair, South Beach. Okay, we go on. Uh, Mike Kosicki, who was just in attendance over the weekend at the Taylor Swift show with his new besties, Hunter and Mac. We'll talk about that later. I'm not going to hold that against them. Uh, Mike Kosicki, the new Jonu Smith. He fills the Jonu Smith role as the number two tight end. The athletic. But is he? Uh, well, he should be better because John U. Smith couldn't have been much worse in his multi-year. I know everyone year. keeps saying Andy, though, like, you know, everyone keeps saying like he's a wide receiver in tight ends clothing. Sort of. Yeah. Like, sort I'm of. not sure exactly. He's is and he that's an part of, is he a hybrid. That's part of the intrigue with him is to just see how he's lining up, see how they're using him, see who he's on the field with early in positional groupings and what Bill O'Brien maybe envisions for the guy he once recruited to Penn State, but also the guy who fell out of favor with boy wonder Mike McDaniel's offense with the Dolphins last year and Christian oh, Fourier. Oh, you mean his previous employer? His previous employer, as he called it. I found that interesting. He's clearly got a, uh, a you-know-what against across his you-know-what. No, I was going a hair across his bum hole. But, uh, yeah, chip on his shoulder also works. Every, everyone who was watching on YouTube saw me point to my shoulder. You Just your bum record, hole on your shoulder? My, That's weird. My, my tuchus is nowhere near my left shoulder. How many holes you do you have to steal a line from the new Ant-Man and uh, Wasp movie? Um, which stinks. Uh, right. side note. So Mike Kosicki, just look the, the first look of OTAs is always fun. And we'll have another one of those coming up mm-hmm. on the list, but just Mike Kosicki, what he looks like running, um, you know, a couple of years ago, and I don't even remember, sometimes there's tight ends 
that I watched whoever it was. Damn it. They took every rep right after Hunter Henry. And I was mm-hmm. like, you need to get in a different part in the line because you taking every rep after Hunter Henry makes you look bad because you're not you're you're not as fluid. You're not as athletic as Hunter Henry. And I like doing that, seeing like guys rep out. And it's like, oh, that guy doesn't look like that. Hell, uh, Nikhil Harry, when I watched him do reps in drills, his very first training camp, it was like, this dude sucks. His feet suck. He can't <laughs> run routes. So I like that initial observation and comparison to actual professionals that are on the field and what they can do and what you can do. Another area of intrigue for me, uh, these are you're, these are just the individual players Andy is most intrigued by and is going to keep his good eye on in OTAs in advance of minicamp. Another area of intrigue for me, I'm going to be looking for big years from players that have hairs across their b-hole or chips on their shoulder. Two of which, I'm not sure if one landed on your list. One obviously just did. Mike Kosicki, who's mad at his previous employer for getting the, he got like $9 million last year, I want to say. Franchise when he played on the franchise tag. And uh, James Robinson, who is hella mad at the New York Jets for the way things went last year after he was injured with the Jags. And now he's looking to make positive contributions to the New England Patriots. Just another area of intrigue moving on, Andy. Number three. Number three, another first looker. With a unique first name, Juju Smith-Schuster, your new number one receiver. I don't Mm. know. Your replacement for Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Different skills, but yes. Um, And just the fact that we know his history. Really good when he has a number one all-pro option next to him, whether that guy is Antonio Brown, who, side note, will be playing Mm -hmm. for his uh, arena football team this weekend, is actually suiting up for his team. Good luck with that. And And has he been able to recruit recruit his pal Cameron Newton as well? Uh, I don't believe so. Um, I don't believe that uh, arena football is suited for Cam Newton. That's a lot of quick throws. Sounds like a crazy idea. Not sure that's his... uh, but Juju Smith-Schuster, yes. what is he? What does he look like on the practice field? What does he uh, bring to the offense? How are they going to use him? Again, positional groupings. How are they going to put Gasicki and Bourne and Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker and Hunter Henry? How are they going to put these various guys to use? Um, so I just, you know, that first look of Juju Smith-Schuster in a Patriots helmet, a Patriots mm-hmm. uniform, and beginning the process um, as they go along, because... We've talked about the fact that this offense has a lot of good players. How are those good players going to be put on the field together, and what are they going to be asked to do? Again, starts in OTAs. I'm looking forward to seeing the full comportment of what Juju Smith-Schuster should be able to do in terms of running a full route tree, being a plus blocker, and a yak attacker. Will Bill O'Brien be able to get uh, creative with him as well? I think so, and I think – I think. Uh, Oh, wait a second. Oh, there we go. We just got a uh, thank you very much, Terp. We will address that in a little private chat there, a little nugget that just broke for Pat's Paris. That's a fun one. My God, we're going to need like this is going to be a double Pat's Paris. Is that what I'm dealing with here? It may just happen to be. Uh, I'm way more excited now than I was when I found out they let Myers go and basically brought in Juju for the same contract. I was a little disappointed because I like Jacoby Myers. He loved being a member of the Patriots. I didn't want to see the play that he was most remembered by be the infamous backwards lateral to Chandler Jones for the team to help the team win that he now plays for. But it is what it is. And Juju Smith-Schuster may be the perfect guy for this team that lacks the true big outside guy, but also may get creative with all of their running backs and receivers that can do a number of things. We shall see. Number two. 
Number two is the guy we spoke about earlier, Christian Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. If people got giddy from that little, whatever it was, five-second clip from rookie minicamp, uh, I think they're going to get really excited when they see him actually starting to compete on some level. Although, remember, non-contact, non-padded. So when I say compete, it's within those parameters. But he's going to get chances, presumably, to go up against Tyquan Thornton, to go up against Juju Smith-Schuster, to go up against Devontae Parker and show what he has um, I, I think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch develop. I just think he's so effing smooth as a cornerback, as a young cornerback. I can't wait literally to watch him. That'll probably be the thing I'm watching most. And then number one on the list. Number one, we don't even need to make any more of the Christian Gonzalez story because we could we could potentially build too much hype, which would be unhealthy for him as well. Yes. Uh, speaking of too much hype coming out of his rookie season, that's where Mac Jones landed. Heading into his third season, the hype is dead. It was popped with a pin last season by Matt Patricia. Mm -hmm. But everything that Mac Jones does on an OTA field, a minicamp field, a training camp field, a preseason field, and a regular season field will be analyzed, overanalyzed, magnified. Did he smile at Bill O'Brien? Did he touch Bill O'Brien? Did Bill O'Brien stand next to him after he threw a touchdown or a pick? Everything is going to be revolving around Mac Jones, as it should. His future is the future of the franchise. His future is the future of Bill Belichick's final few years in New England. So, Mac Jones, enjoy the spotlight. And again, I'm giving you a pass for that goofy photo you took at the Taylor Swift concert the other night. He has a weird smile when he does like the close-ups too. It's kind of good. All right, He's again, awkward. we'll get into that. I He's know awkward. It's, it's something very awkward about. I know you've called him dinkish at times before. I just want to make mention of two things. Number one, uh, friend of the show, your old pal Mike Giardi, uh, tweeted last week as well that he's heard nothing but positive things coming from whatever version of OTAs they were at last week. Mac Jones now once again displaying the kind of leadership they expected and saw of him in 2021, working hard to reclaim that uh, the respect. James White said he was going to have, I remember when James White, I believe he was speaking to Tommy Kern, said that he was going to have to come back in and re-earn the trust of all the guys in the locker room, that he was capable of it, but that it was a long way to go for him. We've heard nothing but good things about Mac on the field and in the locker room for the last couple of weeks as well, which is exactly what we want to hear because, as you mentioned earlier here in this segment, a year ago, there were rumblings and DMs and unconfirmed rumors of Patriots players reaching out to other Patriots players and talking to people who then spoke to other people and let slip word of what an absolute tire fire it was on the install of the new playbook and that the coordinators, if they were even that at the time, had no idea what they were doing. Spoiler alert, it turns out they really didn't. So, hey, we're already miles and eons beyond where we were a year ago, Andy. Nothing but Pat's positives here as we talk to the OTAs. There they are, Andy's five players, actually six of intrigue, and a couple of my points of intrigue as well, heading into OTAs. Stay tuned. We have got a boatload of Pat's Puri. All the little storylines, news, notes, nuggets, and beyond that you're not going to want to miss. In the interim, please give us a follow at FitzyGFY, at Jumbo Hart, at Six Rings Pod. Rate, review, share, and subscribe. The seas are rising. The community is growing. We're on to 2023, and we're on to the next segment here on Six Rings and Football Things.